Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I am your host, Shane Bacon. This week's Clubhouse episode with the great Kevin Van Valkenburg, Tiger Talk, is brought to you as always by the great, amazing folks at OGO. At OGO, the 2018 Cirrus standbags are available, and they're lovely. The lightest bag OGO makes. The Cirrus is, as they like to say, so light, you may think that your clubs are carrying themselves. Four color patterns available, seven pockets, an insulated water bottle, holster, and much, much more. And the great news, if you use the clubhouse all together at checkout, you will save 20% without doing a single thing. Well, besides being a loyal clubhouse listener that we love and appreciate, Ogio makes great products for golf and travel, and you should spend the rest of your afternoon listening to us talk about Tiger while scrolling the website at Ogio.com. Use that offer code the clubhouse and bam, 20% off your order right when you are done. I've told you last week about some clubhouse stickers. I got a big roll of them. I've sent out probably a good hundred or so to some loyal listeners out there that sent in and asked for them. It's really all you got to do. Jump on Twitter, follow at the clubhouse pod, send, them a, send us a note and say, hey, I'd love a sticker and boom, I'll get your address and I will mail that right out. We have stickers, we have koozies and they're all for you guys. I mean, it's not anything. We don't ask for money or or stamp or postage or anything like that. We just send them out and, and hope you guys enjoy them and spread the word a little bit about the Clubhouse Podcast. Before we get to KVV and Tiger Talk, I was thinking about this the other day. We've been chatting on Twitter the last few weeks about equipment. And I got into this debate, and I just wanted to bring it up. I wanted to, to pose it to you out there and get your opinions on it. So you can hit me up at Twitter, at Shane Bacon. You can even go to ShaneBaconGolf.com and send in a note with your opinion on the thought, but you know, you people used to buy golf clubs for people and for players. And the reason this had me thinking was I was thinking back to that Titleist 975 D driver that Tiger famously used, and he put the steel shaft in it. And then everybody my age, it was in high school, wanted to do the same thing. We have to use that driver. That's Tiger's driver, and you had to have it. And everybody at every AJGA event seemed to have it. You know, you think about Fred Couples with links. It was a Fred Couples golf club. It might as well have said Fred Couples on it, but people that were Couples fans had to have that Fred's Couples Lynx club, Lynx irons, those types of things. I think about the Phil Mickelson Yonix wedge, PM 60 degree. As a lefty, I was obsessed with the idea of owning that. Even Zach Johnson, you know, you think about him winning the Masters with a putter that was basically almost out of business, and all of a sudden people are buying that because of Zach Johnson. I don't feel like that's the case as much anymore. You don't seem to care as much that Rory is using TaylorMade or Patrick Reed is using Callaway or you've got guys moving back and forth amongst these companies. It isn't doesn't seem that the moment someone wins a big event, those clubs get hot and get off the shelves. It's a lot more about buzz. I mean, that's why you're seeing so much marketing around these golf clubs. I think a lot about the Callaway Epic. It's done unbelievable this last year, year and a half or so. And it's because everyone that got it initially talked about it. The Epic's great. It's so long. Jailbreak technology, all of those things. And I feel like because of the buzz around the golf club, people became obsessed. It was a lot like the R11 with TaylorMade, the white head. Everybody had to have that driver. Now you've got it with the Epic, and who knows what will be next in that line. But it doesn't seem as much that it matters what the players are playing as much as it does what people are talking about on Twitter, on Instagram, around social, on websites. So I almost feel like it's switched. It's all about marketing, not nearly as much about 
which players are playing which clubs. If you agree or disagree, let me know. Jump on Twitter, at Shane Bacon. Let me know. Have you ever bought a golf club the last five, ten years because someone is playing that driver? You watched Brooks Kepka win the U.S. Open and said, I've got to have that three-wood, or you saw Dustin Johnson do it and said, I have to have that driver he hit at Oakmont on 18. I'm just interested. I know we see clubs sometimes that players are using, and we think, man, those look good. That putter's great. You know, Jonathan Wall at PGATour.com does an unbelievable job at posting pictures of what the clubs are these guys are using. But I just wonder if it's ever pushed you to buy that club for a certain reason or if you're just buying whatever you look at and you get excited about. So let me know. Just an interesting thought. I've been thinking a lot about equipment the last few months. That's because there's not a lot of golf happening. I mean, there's golf happening, but there's not a lot of golf happening. You know, we we have events going on, but I feel like it's a little bit of a break. And that is why we are talking only Tiger Woods today. KVV up next. And we welcome back into the clubhouse, one of my favorite people on the internet, across all platforms, Kevin Van Valkenburg, of course, senior writer at ESPN and ESPN the Magazine. You can follow on Twitter at KVanValkenburg, that's B-U-R-G at the end, and KVV, I don't know if you heard, but Tiger's back. I might have seen a flicker of that on the internet. Uh, a few people might have gotten excited. He's back. He's back. Oh, it's it's such it's such an exciting time. It happens every year. It's much like Thanksgiving or the holidays, the videos of Tiger returning. You had an interesting reaction. I mean, you 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 posted it publicly on your own Twitter, but you and I chatted a little bit about it in our little nerdy golf chat, but we seem to go through this a lot with Tiger Woods. Is this is a guy that it's been a long time since he was dominant. It's been a long time since he was a winner. But every September, October, November, we get something very similar where he posts videos, the chatter starts, and boom, now we're it almost takes over the, the golf community, really, is Tiger Chatter again. Yes. Uh, thinking about this today, Chainer, uh, it's been so long since we saw Tiger win a major that it's, you know, his U.S. Open exemption runs out this coming year, which is unbelievable to think about i'm sure he'll get one from the usaga so two years from now if he if he were somehow healthy enough to be competitive well you'll see him there but just the idea that that would have that that's been that long 10 years is kind of surreal yeah he was around in 13 or whatever but i think where you and i see eye to eye on this is that i'm i'm weary that we can't just sort of tap the brakes on some of this stuff you know that even like haney's like that's a swing you could win with Okay, okay, Hank. Can he practice uh, with the necessary time to practice? Can he play three practice rounds leading up to a tournament? Can he hit 400 balls every day to get in sort of like peak tournament shape? Can he walk 72 holes of really uneven ground and take all kinds of awkward swings that aren't off perfect lives? Like, just the idea that Haney's saying like, "Well, that's a swing you could win with," is kind of absurd to me. And I wish that the whole world of golf people, because I think we're all sort of a community of people who really love golf, would chill out a little bit and just sort of hope that we could get, you know, maybe him just even coming back as a ceremonial golfer at this point. That'd be fun, you know? But the idea that, like, he oh, he's going to come back, he's going to be a winner immediately, is strikes me as batty. Well, and it's, to again, he does this stuff to himself, so we can't just fault somebody like Hank Haney, who I agree with you. You know, commenting on that's a swing he can win with when he swings one driver for a seven-second clip on Twitter. Not exactly a, a lengthy look at Tiger Woods' practice regime and regimen. But, you know, Tiger does this. He he leaks these things. He posts a video chipping, 
post a video for a full yep. swing, hits the stinger with the Star Wars hashtag, which is really one of the funnier things Tiger has ever done in his entire life is adding that Star Wars there th thing to it. But, you know, Tiger does this to himself. It's not just us talking about it, even though he knows when he posts it, the internet will freak out, and it goes beyond the golf people. This turns into a sports thing. You know, it makes PTI. It, it, it jumps in some of the biggest podcast conversations. It's one of those things that Tiger knows what he's doing when he does it. It's just, sure. why do it like this again since he's done it, what, three, four, five times now? The same exact yeah. rollout. It's true. It's weird, too. Uh, literally just thinking about this as we're talking, that someone who so, like, craved privacy and craved secrecy for so long now kind of, like you can tell wants to be a part of the conversation, like doesn't want to be forgotten. And it's weird. Like, you know, do you think that, does he think that we're going to forget like how great he was? Like, I don't, maybe you and I won't, but maybe younger sort of golf fans will, like people who are super into speed or JT or whatever. But I don't know. I just, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Like, is there, does he have a social media person who's saying, Hey, you know, we really kind of need you to, you know, or TaylorMade really wants you to post a video, <laughs> see how you're doing, just kind of keep your mouth name out there. Like, you know, Phil Knight and and Charlie, the Nike CEO, Charlie Taylor, whatever, would really kind of appreciate it if you'd make sure you, you got some, you know, reactions in your your new Nike shoes. Is that the reason why? Or is it that Tigers really kind of needs someone to still kind of talk about him? I don't know. It'd be, it's a great, like, psychological like question isn't it yeah well it's interesting you said the thing about it it almost being he's almost generationally played himself out of the spotlight i mean you mentioned 2008 is the last time he's won a major championship and the last time he was really tiger woods i don't dismiss his two seasons when he ate when he, when he won eight times and he was in the conversation at least through two rounds at some of the majors you know particularly if you think back to olympic club you know he was playing really yep. well for two rounds there and it looked like there might be a chance he'd add major number 15 I was having a conversation. I did some college football the last couple of weeks, and we were talking about Bobby Hurley, the coach at ASU, the basketball coach at ASU. And somebody made a great point, and it almost rides this Tiger narrative as well. You know, an 18 year old doesn't know who Bobby Hurley is. You know, so yeah. when you and I think, how can Bobby Hurley not get great recruits? It's easy to forget that an 18 year old never watched him play at Duke. I mean, probably he's never yeah. seen a video of Bobby Hurley playing and winning and being so dominant on those great Dukes teams. So his name doesn't carry to those kids what it carries to you and I. And I wonder a little bit about the Tiger thing. I mean, we watched Justin Thomas just do something this past season that maybe we didn't think was still out there. You know, his ability yeah. to run through these events and win at such a consistent clip. And we've seen Jordan do it consistently now for four and five years. Maybe it's Tiger doing that. But I thought what Michael Bamberger wrote about for Golf.com was really interesting. He thought there might be a chance Tiger's doing this so that we would remember that Tiger's a golfer first and it takes the attention a little bit away from some of the legal stuff he's going through with the DUI and all that, and yeah. especially with it coming yeah. up on Friday. Maybe, in a way, he's going, remember me. I'm the, I'm the golfer guy. I'm the guy that, that was yeah. really, really good at this sport. It's really, it's really interesting to think of it like, I honestly don't know that, um, I don't, I don't want to say like you've been given a free pass, but like it's almost like people don't even really care all that much about the DUI. I mean, right? It's, it's so weird. It's like there's, I mean, here's a guy who's basically admitted that he has an like an opioid addiction, like a you know pain pills and sleeping pills, and you know that and there was you know, traces of marijuana in the system. So it's like he's he's dealing with severe chronic pain, and 
maybe it's just a little bit of our evolution of how we view that kind of stuff now. Like we have a little bit more sympathy towards it, but it just seems like to me, like everyone's like, Oh, okay, well, whatever. Like I'm, I'm still a huge Tiger fan. I hope he comes back. Like, whereas there would have been a lot more like, gosh, really? Like you got behind the wheel of a car when you were slurring your words. And you know, what if Tiger had plowed into somebody? Uh, would, would we be still seeing it as like, Oh, like no big thing. Obviously not. But that the potential was there. It's it's just sort of like surprising to me, I guess, that that sort of disappeared. And maybe that's kind of you know indicative of how him like changing the conversation and being like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm still the greatest golfer of the last you know 30 years. So uh, remember me. I, I'm gonna come back and play at Phoenix, and you know, hopefully not have the chipping yips. <laughs> just in any yips for that matter i mean full swing driver whatever whatever gets into his game that week it's it is strange the way we react to tiger woods still and i talked to brandel chambly about this on the podcast a few weeks ago and is it more our fault or is it his fault so i ask you is is tiger doing this again the same way a tiger problem or is it a golf fan problem because i feel like we are almost more to blame in a way when we react the way we do i think it's a golf i think it's primarily a golf media problem although with you the way that you kind of have to sort of understand it is that like if you and i'm talking about tiger is probably going to get a lot more listens than you know you and i talking about pat perez or whatever like yeah xander shoffley who's like playing great golf you know Right. Me blogging about Tiger is going to get a lot more clicks, and Golf um, Golf Channel having a Tiger discussion on it's going to hold people's attention more. And so, it's it's a kind of an addiction, you know, transition from one addiction to the next. There's an addiction there to like him, like we still, you know, like Shipnuck does a Ask Allen thing, and eighty percent of the questions are about Tiger. When you know, JT just had like one of the better seasons in the last you know decade or so, and so it's 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 really hard to let go in some respects. It always used to, like, you'll see, I promise, if Tiger comes back and plays the hero and plays okay, there'll be a ton of things written about, can he win a major this year? Or can, will he be the favorite, you know, at Augusta? Some some ridiculous, clickbaity thing. And yet someone will kind of write it with a straight face, knowing, like, well, I kind of believe this. But also, it's just, I know there's a bunch of people, bunch of people are going to click this. Right. Like, it's and so I think that what I've a little bit surprised at is as long as it's been is that we haven't been able to transition into the next era of being like, hey, you know, like Tiger is interesting, but you know we're kind of moving on. And like when when Jordan retired, I felt like the the sort of supernova that Jordan was is the only thing that's really comparable to Tiger. And yet we still there was a, a period of two or three years where it was kind of like, eh, am I in the NBA? But then it was like immediately like you don't know it. This era is awesome too, like Kobe and Shaq, and you know this. The Celtics were great, and it was like we we transitioned fine. And I don't think golf, even though it has like a lot of young, really talented, really great guys, both media and fans have not quite been able to let go of the Tiger era. In part because the explosion in interest and jobs that he created was bigger than the game has ever seen anything before. Like, there wasn't a, even if, like, if the equivalent is that, like, you know, Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer, that was, like, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Like, what Tiger did for the game was so much bigger than for golf than what Jordan did for basketball 
that I don't think that golf has quite understood that like this cannot last forever. There has to be an end point when we decide he's never coming back to be great. And a lot of people don't want that to admit that yet. Well, what I've always wanted to ask him, and I mean, he, you'd never get the, the honest answer if there even is such a thing as an on, honest answer to this question. But what is the best case scenario now in 2017 for Tiger Woods? That's something I want to ask him because we saw him play one good round by himself at an event and of course he knows that's friendly fairways and a limited field and he played on a Friday and it was fun to watch and it was crazy and he shoots 65 and we all freaked out and that was it that was the only good round of golf we saw him play what in the last two and a half years or so so to me it's it's what is what's the best case scenario for Tiger and you can't sit here with a straight face and say it's winning a major championship because you just can't say it we haven't seen him compete for four days and be healthy, for goodness sakes. So much less say, like you said, he can make a swing. Can he practice? Probably not. Can he bang balls every day for three straight weeks? Probably not. Can he get himself to a place where he's hitting at 300 yards, dead straight, and able to fly it up there within 20, 25 yards of a Dustin Johnson? Probably not. So is best case just being out there? Is best case not hurting yourself? I, I don't know what that answer is with Tiger Woods, but I feel like to him – best case is being great again and i i'm just i think you and i are in agreement it's just not really there number one for me it would require like accepting that the old tiger is not ever coming back and that the physical things that you could do like fly at 300 yards might never come back and so that's why i think it's ridiculous to hear like you'll hear on the golf channel last time it was like tiger's flying at 350 you know, he, he looks as good as ever. He loves that he can hit it, bomb it out there. How is that helpful long-term for him to sort of be swinging from his heels, like trying to hit it out there basically based on ego with like JT and, and Dustin and stuff? It's not. Like Tiger needs to accept that I need to basically have a swing that is in control and is healthy. And if that means I'm hitting at 280 and I'm hitting six irons when other guys are hitting nine irons and wedges – I have to be okay with that. That's that's the number one thing, and I don't know that he's there. I don't know if he can say, you know what, I'm not going to lift weights all the time so that I can look good, right. you know, for my other life as like a, you know, a single dad who's trying to sort of find connection with someone and, and want to be a sort of someone who dates like attractive women. Like all of that, we know from talking to our friends and talking to people within the game, has been a factor that he wore his body down a lot by being a guy who was a huge gym rat. And he cannot do that if he wants to swing a golf club a thousand times a week for the next 10 years. So those are kind of one and two for me. Is it like, will he accept that he can't hit it as far and that he doesn't have to to be competitive? And will he let his body recover and rest instead of just basically saying, ah, I'm going to just power through it. You know, the whole thing that got us here in some ways is I'm going to run 15 miles in army boots to prove something to myself about my, my the ghost of my dad. Right. Like, how was that helpful to your knees that you had to have repaired four times? The, the thing that you were, this thing you were born to do, it's like, you know, I mean, that's when you look at, at Justin Thomas and you look at Ricky Fowler and you look at Jordan Spieth, these are three guys that now they post Snapchats from the gym and whatever, that's fine but they're not in there deadlifting 235. That's just not what they're doing for their bodies. And I've said it a lot. I mean, if you look like Brooke, if you look at Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka has the type of body that can handle that type of weight. He's a big dude. Broad shoulders, 
six two and a half, strong, thick, all that stuff. Justin Thomas's body can't handle that. I mean, it's just that's just not how he's 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 figured. I mean, look at the NBA. You look at a Kevin Durant. You know, Kevin Durant's arms are never going to look like LeBron James's arms just because that's not how he's genetically made, and right. he's accepted that, and that's okay. And I wish that yep. Tiger would just slim down and look like what he looked like in 1996. Go back yep. to 175 and see what the swing looks like. I mean, it's it's crazy that that it took Tiger the best in the world to prove to people and show people that the gym might not be the best place to bulk up. I mean, you're seeing it with Rory. He scaled back. You're seeing it with Jason Day. He said he wished he wouldn't got so big up top. And they're already yep. already kind of retracting what they thought was the right path. But, you know, there are so many Tiger topics to, to, to knock out. I, I know you don't have a ton of time today, but I wanted to ask you a few. And these are for some people on Twitter. I just asked for thoughts or questions around Tiger Woods. Michael Steiner asked, how discouraged will Tiger be if he's healthy and playing well, but not in contention because talent levels are much higher these days? So that's a question for you, KBV. What do you think Tiger's reaction will be if he is healthy and he still can't compete? I think it'll be difficult, but I do think that the sort of um, the weird magic of golf is that you can kind of catch, you know, I'm not a particularly great player, but like, the other day I shot 77 and that was like the lowest I've ever shot in my life. And so I'm like, Oh man, like I could do this. Like I, I can play golf. <laughs> there'll, there'll be moments for Tiger when he, sh- if he could play again when he's not in contention, but he'll shoot at 67 and he'll feel really good. And he'll feel like I found it. That's kind of the, like the weird, like thing that makes it impossible to quit golf is that some days you just have it and you don't know what it is exactly. And you can't repeat it, you know, the next day. Uh, but there it is. So I think that, that he'll keep chasing those things and even maybe someday he'll put it together for three days in a row and be able to scrape it around the fourth and and win but the more likely notice is is that he'll just never recapture that again and and so slowly over time he'll have to accept that yeah it's 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 the ego thing that's so important with him is and it goes back to what you said about distance you know what i i I was really impressed with what michelle we just did this past year where she basically was like I'm going to hit a 260-yard slap cut because I'm going to get it in play. And I don't care how it looks or, or what you think of it or who hits it past me. That's the play I'm going to use. And it was successful. She had a great season. And, I mean, it's, it's what, to, to your point, you know, for Tiger to do this, he can go out there right now and hit it as far as Steve Stricker's ever hit it, you know. And Steve yep. Stricker was plenty successful. And he can go out there and hit it plenty far as a lot of guys that still went on tour it's just about accepting that as your game in 2017, and I'm, well, I'm just interested about to see too, like what we were just talking about, the body type thing. You know, people always say, well, of course Tiger can compete, you know, into his 40s because look what Jack Nicklaus did, he won at 46, and look what Tom Watson did, and, you know, look at Freddie Couples. Look at their body types. Right. Were any of those guys, do they have any muscle tone at all? <laughs> like, Nicklaus was like a, a strong guy, but this was a guy who went by the name Fat Jack, right. who used to buy right. pants that were too small to force himself to lose weight to fit in them so this was these are not guys who were like getting ripped in the gym and so if you believe that tiger is going to be competitive like even like phil like into his late 40s then he would have to accept that like okay like being sort of loose and flexible is a lot more important than being cut and i'm not still not sure he's going to do that that's what it takes to be competitive when you're older is flexibility and tempo and you know there's two things that he's sort of struggled with in recent years it's finding a consistent tempo and being not very flexible because of his knee and his back can we really quick i know this is a tiger only podcast but can we just shout out phil mickelson i mean this guy doesn't get nearly enough credit for his ability to continually compete 
to do this for so many years with the golf swing he has. I mean, he takes it way past parallel. He still does at, what, 47? I feel like Phil doesn't get enough credit for his, in a weird way, athletic abilities. He has, I think, and you, you could assess this better than I could, but maybe some of the best like hand-eye coordination ever in the game because like his swing is is constantly like off plane and he is able to save it like with his hands <laughs> and the, that's been you know he, he the way that he's chipped around the greens with a kind of an unconventional like you know it's hard to, to like chip like Phil does in his style but he makes it sort of work and it's it's that's just because he has unbelievable hand eye coordination and and body control and that I totally agree like if Phil was born in a different era and was still kind of like the same, like swashbuckling. Like there's a little bit of Walter Hagen in Phil. It's I just know. like, yeah, whatever, man. Like let's <laughs> let's go out here and let's throw down five thousand bucks. Right. We joke about it, but we love it, and we're gonna really miss it. I think when he's like, yeah, I think I'm done. Like whatever. Like, I hope Phil plays forever because he's just such a joy to have as a personality in the game. And I really, if you think about the way that Phil was perceived, like during Tiger's prime. Everyone, people kind of thought he was a whiner, he was an underachiever, like, they just didn't really like him. And now I feel like Tiger being gone has has allowed people to sort of appreciate, like, I mean, I love this guy. Like, he's just such a, a sort of fun-spirited, like, you know, prankster and, like, smartass. It's, I really have a more, I've always been, he's always been more my guy than Tiger, but I've I've grown to appreciate the both of them in, in new ways as the years have gone by. All right, Car for the Course asked you, the tournament director for Tiger's first appearance in 2018, who do you pair Tiger with? So I'll, I'll give you a couple of options here because it's hard to just name players. Do yeah. you give him two guys in the top five in the world or do you give him two guys he's played with before and he's comfortable with? Totally comfortable with. Why? I mean, put him with Stricker and Kucher. Yeah, or like, Furek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like why, why – what did he, uh, you know, get paired with uh, – didn't he get paired once with the other TaylorMade guys, whatever? They were putting him with, like, Day and DJ or something. Yeah, it was, something. It, was some, it was some marketing thing. I think that's who it was, actually. I think it was Day and, and DJ. I mean, what a terrible pairing for him. Because <laughs> you know, of course, he's going to no try win. to win out of his cleats in the first tee. Like, it's just impossible. It's like when I get paired with you and Solly, and I step up there, and I'm swinging way too freaking hard because I want to hit it out there. Like, I can't just, like, swing my own swing. It would a uh, it would be it would be a disservice. I could see him. I could see them throwing him in with Spieth, which I wouldn't hate. I just yeah. I don't I'm with you. I don't want him with I don't want him anywhere close to Rory or you know, I don't want him anywhere close to Justin Thomas or Dustin or Rom. Don't do it to him. Don't do don't do it to this guy for goodness sakes. All right, Matt. Let him have fun. Let him be chill, exactly. you know, relax. Like Cooch and Strecker and Furyk and guys that are from his generation. You know, don't put him with Phil where it's going to be a big like Hubbub, like let him just kind of have a good, a nice walk. What would you do if? What would you do if it was like the Phoenix Open and uh, and Tiger committed, and then they gave Noda and like John Cook sponsors invites? <laughs> You'd be like, well, I know who he's playing with now. <laughs> it's kind of like when Jordan we used to like when he wanted to come back to the Wiz and like wanted Charles Oakley and like uh, Will Purdue or whatever to like be his guy. And there, the, the Wizards like, nah, we're not doing that. Like, <laughs> we Oakley was like his, that. his caddy, his running man for all those years, and like. <laughs> You know, anywhere time Jordan was going to get invited somewhere, Oakley was going to get an invite too. Like, I'm fine with that. If, if Cook and Noda are going to come out of retirement, great. Yeah, he'll be like, he'll hit it 25 yards past him and be like, I'm feeling good. Um, any <laughs> anything we could do for the Tiger, uh, for the for the ego of Tiger Woods on the golf course, I'm all in for. All right, Matt Mark said, 
Which of these young stars would you most like to see Tiger matched up with in the final group on Sunday? Which of them? I mean, I think it would be Rory. You know, I I feel like Rory's, you know, the most talented player still of, like, the, like I made a big deal in the big Rory thing that I wrote about. It was sort of like a that Nike commercial was sort of like the metaphorical, like, passing of the torch. Like, Tiger was okay with passing it to Rory because he felt like this guy's sort of worthy of being my heir. And so to see – I want to see Rory, like – really competitive in a major again period uh and so to see them you know sort of the the best talented player from the previous generation and the best most talented player you know from the current one i think that would that would be the most exciting God, i think i gotta go speed i i think i disagree yeah. with you i th- i think that okay. you've got to go the next in the line of the great young american players and every record speed breaks is you know it's always followed by the only player to do this were Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods. I just feel like, to me, Jordan Spieth has that mentality that that certain yeah. guys have had. And, I mean, you know me. I mean, I, I'm as big a Rory fan as there is. But, to me, what Spieth is able to do year in and year out and consistently win, put himself in the conversation, click it on when it's gone like he did at the Open Championships year, I would love to see Spieth, Tiger, in the final group, just saying that right now, I think my hairs on my arm are standing up. It's like, could that I will say it would happen? be really fun, um, like to see them both kind of like scraping it around and like pulling magic out of there. Exactly. Because like, both of them are going to hit it sideways on certain things, and so to see their short games and like pressure putting would be a lot of fun. Like more fun than like seeing guys, you know, bombers like just driver wedge middle of the green make. Hey, birdie, right? Right, for sure. All right, last question we have from some of the some of the people out on social. Thanks for sending these in. Is Trey Bika? He wrote in a, a iCloud screen grab, and it said, "If the big cat proves he can stay healthy for the foreseeable future, do you think the tour would unofficially begin selecting courses or altering the layouts that would specifically suit his new game, whatever that might look like, in order for him to compete against the young bombers?" And then Alex Taylor responded, "It's the inverse of tiger proofing, which I really enjoyed." <laughs> so we see, do we see like, hey, let's go back to Myopia Hunt Club for the 2022 <laughs> U.S. Open because it's 6,400 yards and maybe Tiger can hit two irons all day. I do not see that. I think that would, I think that would just backfire anyway because whatever um, sort of things might suit Tiger are going to suit everyone else too. Like he, I think, in some ways. You know, if he's healthy, let's say three years from now, he's actually like healthy and he feels like he's he's got a, a swing that's consistent. He can rely on. Don't you think like British Opens and like quirky courses where you really have to think strategically would work for him? Like, I don't think that the, the the PGA Tour can in any way get involved in like saying like, yeah, we're going to start picking courses that'll fit Tiger. Like, that's insane. Uh, because you can never know when his back's going to explode again, and then you know he's going to be out for another year. So, but I do think that the most the courses that might we might actually see him do something are the ones where it requires a lot of thought, a lot of thinking, and that's why your scenario of him and Spieth kind of dueling uh, in something would would be kind of cool. Maybe St. Andrews in 2020. God, could you imagine? It would be unbelievable. You know, it's 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 interesting. I mean, he he really has only played well the last couple of years. I think it's the last two and a half, three years was at the Greenbrier, which isn't a super long golf course. I mean, you're really looking at at a harbor town. I thought that I actually thought the waste management move for him was a really smart one. It's not a super long golf course. The fairways are pretty friendly and, and they're soft and you can hit them and all that stuff. 
I mean, you think travelers? I don't travelers? want to play Tory. I don't want to. No. Even with all the good memories, it's just it's too cold. The rough is too long there. Just I want him to skip that entirely. Please. That's why people say like, "Oh, but he won there." Yeah, a whole different version of Tiger won there. Nine <laughs> please times, skip it for the love of God. Please don't play at that event. It's seventy six hundred yards. It's sea level. <laughs> he's he's beating three woods into par fours. I'd have to turn my TV <laughs> off and go for a walk. Oh my goodness, you're already stressing me out. Well. I asked, what is the best-case scenario for Tiger in Tiger's brain? So I ask you, KVV, what is a best-case scenario here? Because we've talked a lot about Tiger Woods yeah. and maybe a return, maybe not, whatever's going to happen. But on the golf course, what is a best-case scenario for Tiger? I think a best-case scenario uh, this year is just being to a point where that you can play, uh, not even tournament golf, but that just you can have you can play and stay healthy. Like you can go the whole year – and not have to, you know, have another surgery or have another time when you have to put the clubs down for a month. And then the next year, is it, you know, can I play in all the majors? Because uh, I'll have exemptions to all those. And maybe five other tournaments. So no more than 10 a year. And then, you know, three years from now, four years from now, is it, can I get my game back to the point where I can get hot and I can maybe get in contention and maybe win? And five years from now, anything beyond that is gravy. Like, as long as you continue to have that, as long as you're never hearing the words like back surgery again for him, other than he had a back surgery, not like he needs another back surgery, that's a win. And I I still don't know that I believe that any of that is possible. Step one is probably possible. There's probably, you know, a chance that he can play a whole year without uh, re-injuring himself. But as we said, like, a lot has to mentally change for him to do that. He has to kind of know his limitations. And I just don't – I don't know that there's ever a scenario where he can come back and, like, play a full season and win again or be in a major, but maybe. Certainly we're all hopeful that that is, but I think we have to be realistic too and sort of say whatever we get out of is gravy and to not sort of let Tiger still be the economic engine that drives golf. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's for Tiger – when he was a kid, he had the famous – Jack Nicholas records on his wall. Right now, what he needs to put on there is 1986 Masters, and maybe just put a whole bunch of those pictures around his office in his gym. Just pictures yep. of of Jack, you know, late in his <laughs> career, somehow, you know, coming out of nowhere to win this final major. And he needs to put like 2017 Aussie Open with Federer there, and like find these pictures of these athletes that did something after they'd kind of been written off a little bit and forget the idea that you're going to return back to greatness. This is going to be a, if he gets in contention, if he's even healthy enough to play golf ever again, might happen once or twice. I mean, I think you and I are a little bit on the same page here and it would have to be a perfect storm type of situation. You said the, the open championship at St. Andrews, something like that. I mean, it's not out of the question. It's just, I think you and I get frustrated when we see the same thing every year right around this time and nothing's changed and we have no idea and nobody talks and nobody tells us anything about how he really is feeling and we have to speculate. And my speculation, my, my speculation is simply this, and I think you agree. We'd love to see him back. We just want to see him healthy. And I think that's pretty much the theme throughout is we just want to see a healthy guy, and that's it. Absolutely. I'll leave it at this. I think if Tiger – forget Mac Daddy Santa – if he had like a really good sense of humor for Halloween this year, <laughs> he would go as Nicholas in '86. So the yellow shirt, the the checkered pants, the the 
putter that looks like as big as it's like big as like a vacuum. Yeah, it's like a Volvo on little, the end of a shaft. Little blonde wig, uh, you know, <laughs> all of that would be hilarious. You know, that would that would if he wants to be in the conversation and like get people's attention or whatever, that would destroy the internet, right? Like a tiger dressed up as Nicholson eighty six. How funny would that be? You you get a Bluetooth speaker in your back pocket and it just continually <laughs> plays Vern over and over again. Yes, sir and like every thirteen seconds. Oh people. my <laughs> Hey, Tiger, whoever's listening to this that talks to Tiger Woods, tell him that he's got a week and a half to get his his Jack Nicholas outfit ready for Halloween. I am all in. I love the idea. KVV, I appreciate the time. As always, uh, you've got anything coming up on ESPN.com and ESPN the magazine that you're working on that you can you can tell a couple us. Couple things about? working on, not nothing too pressing. We'll uh, leave it mysterious for okay. now. Okay, leave it uh, mysterious. Just, if if Tiger just returns, wrote a big Kirk Cousins piece that I was proud of, so you can check that check out. Check the so. Kirk Cousins piece out. And and question for you: If Tiger returns, I mean, is that auto ticket for you? I mean, do you automatically go for that? Uh, it would be an interesting conversation. We you know, certainly have other golf riders there. Certainly, um, I would I would. Uh, kind of lobby to go to it so yeah which is just like completely erasing all my previous points of like we should let him go and we should you know here i am saying oh i'd go yeah i'd go to the hero oh no i'd for sure i'd for sure be there all right well i appreciate the time we'll catch up again in the new year it looks like i'm a wreck it's in the hole it's in the hole Many thanks to my buddy Kevin for jumping on and chatting a little bit about Tiger. Get your thoughts to us of course jump on Twitter at the clubhouse pod and let us know your thoughts. What is the best-case scenario for Tiger Woods? What do you want to see out of Tiger Woods over the next four months, five months, eight months, year, two years? What are your thoughts on Tiger? Do you care? Do you still care a lot about him? Or do you wish the narrative would shift a little bit more to what we have in front of us right now? Because it's hard to think about golf and not at least have Tiger Woods somewhere in the conversation and i and i've been the biggest i i've I've been against this the whole time i i've hated the fact that tiger steals headlines but at the same time it is interesting to see what's going to happen with tiger is he ever going to come back maybe we'll see i don't know we chatted a lot about it let's hear your thoughts as well at the clubhouse pod many thanks to our friends at ogio just a reminder that 2018 sierra stand bag is out and it is awesome the lightest bag they make it has a whole bunch of pockets it's got an insula- insulated water bottle holder for you if you're a carry guy you like to be out on the golf course carrying your clubs it's a great bag for that go to ogio.com ogio.com use that offer code the clubhouse all together at checkout you'll save 20 percent. that is easy we have stickers we have koozies we're gonna have some merchandise coming soon so many things are happening in the offseason hope you guys have a great week i hope you get out and play a little golf this weekend make some birdies